What's up, everybody? This is Phil Rogacki. And I'm Jared Abergina. You're listening to Two Tree Guys Podcast. What's up, everybody? Phil Rogacki here and the man, my friend, my fishing partner, or the guy who nets all my fish, Jared Abergina. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, you guys are uh, another episode of Gear Talk. Uh, in this episode, if this is the first time you guys uh, have listened to this episode, this is where we bring up different products, different gear. We talk about safety. We talk about innovation. We talk about uh, history, uh, checking the gear, check so on and so forth, everything. Well, we kind of go on a high level and talk about these different products. And we're going to bring different products to you guys on a weekly basis uh, for you. So if you guys have something out there you want us to talk about or discuss, uh, please send it in to us and we'll get it on the show. Plus, we're going to have our manufacturers, our our uh, partners in this that will come on the show and talk about their own products. So you just don't have to hear it from us uh, out there for that. So uh, before we get started uh, today, we got a fee and that fee is to share the show. Uh, we're not asking for money, but if you do want to send money, send it to me. I will take it and use it very wisely on uh, fishing gear. Uh, but uh, all we ask is share the show. If you guys got something out of it today, if you liked it, uh, if you learned something, if you thought it was funny, you got to laugh share it. Uh, and if you hated it and you did not like the show, please don't share it. We do not want anybody to hear your comments or anything for that. Just ignore it and skip that episode and go on to the next. So, uh, today we're going to get into, um, talking about chainsaws, talking about Husqvarna and what, what, do, what do we have here today, Jared? All right. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to dive too deep into that. That's a whole nother, um, we're, we're going to talk something a little bit more specific about, uh, certain portion of this chainsaw okay um because we can dive these are these are supposed to stay within like 15 20 minutes um and i don't want to dive too deep but you know a big talk is is chainsaw dogs um felling dogs and i hear this a lot from all over the map and and please join in ask questions or you know, I know this could be controversial already just talking about Husqvarna and still, you know, I, I, I run both saws. I love them both. Um, I like some models better than others, but both are great machines. I have a close spot um, to my heart because I worked with as, as, as a, um, I wasn't sponsored. Well, I guess I was sponsored by Husqvarna for a number of years, but I got to really learn their products inside and out. And um, found some really cool things about out about the saws that, that, brought me a little closer to them, but <clears throat> anyhow, that being said, across the board, um, th the topic of saw dogs, um, I hear a lot of people back east be like, oh yeah, we just, uh, you know, we don't use them. We don't need them out here. You know, the type of work that we do, it just doesn't really, we don't really need upgraded dogs or larger dogs. Um, the ones we use are, are just work fine. And it's hard for me to understand that because in any <laughs> felling operation, whether it be, a 20 inch tree to a, you know, a 50, 60 DBH tree, inch tree, um, the dogs play an instrumental part of that operation. So it doesn't matter for bucking wood, you know, lemon wood, precision cutting in the tree, crane work. Um, I find dogs are, you know, having a really good pair of dogs across the board go a long way. 
who let their dogs out? <laughs> oh, man. You, you guys hear that all the time. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> can't believe you just said that. <clears throat> no. But, um, you know, as everybody knows, you know, West Coast Saw out here, they make some, you know, the best the best dogs that are on the market um, for different model saws, especially for, you know, felon, you know, felon dogs for some of the larger model saws. They're the best. There's just, there's, nobody can compete with it. Um, but at the least, what we should be doing, and I feel with a lot of the saws, just on a, on a stock level, when you get these saws, the dogs on there are just not, they're not there, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it's frustrating to me that, you know, they actually make, you know, manufacturers like Husqvarna even make upgraded saw dogs that don't come with the saw. So um, if anybody has some, I'd love to hear some feedback on this. You know, why on the East Coast would most people say we don't we don't use them, we don't need them? And then why would we need them out here on the West Coast? Yeah, we have big trees, but um, you, know, you guys got some really big trees back East too. So um, that's number one. All right, so let me dive into this real quick is, you know, when you guys are purchasing a saw, different models come with different types of dogs. And you're talking to these mid-range saws, and I have a 5.62 in front of me right here uh, by Husqvarna. Now, this is one of my favorite saws. You know, just the size of this saw, the power that this thing puts out, um, you know, for for crane work up in the tree, you know, small. You know, this is only a 20-inch bar that I'm running on this. So it's used more so for... You know that you're you're up rigging tops out, blocking down wood. Um, great saw, lightweight, and it just it just rips. Now, someone say, well, why would you need big dogs on this? It, ma- it makes a huge difference in lining up your cuts, getting in the good position of that chainsaw, and handling the saw. You know, and I and I see a lot of people come through my classes and they use their own chainsaws. As an example, and I'm not bashing on still. I just, I see this a lot specifically with still because there's a lot of still users out there. They'll come in and they'll bring their saw and they go to my course while we're up in the tree trying to get in a really good position to get a sight and get that saw lined up um, to our apex. And they have a hard time holding the saw up there and positioning it and their saws um, sliding all around and they can't get that position now they're working harder. They have to hold that saw up with all their brute strength right in front of them and try to line it up, and it's exhausting. So by the time I get them to make you know two sets of cuts, they're gassed. And I'm like, if we were at work, you only made two cuts. You still got 20 more to go. Yeah. Like we're not even there yet. You know. And what's what's what does that cost the company in in production time and stuff like that? Yeah. Well, safety and and, and with the individual. Yeah, just from a safety aspect, you know, being worn down, not to yeah. be able to get in a good position, having one-offs of just, you know, cutting your lanyard or cutting where you shouldn't be cutting with a chainsaw because you can't allow yourself to get in the position. You guys are hear me talk like this a lot about position. I don't care if I'm climbing, cutting, it, you know, it all comes down to good work positioning. We can eliminate 90-something percent of the incidents that happen in this industry just focusing on proper positioning in everything we do, right? So the dogs allow us to get in that position. You ask any pro follower out there in the woods, and I, you know, have not had a chance to, to, to work with them. I've gotten to, you know, see some of their, um, some of their work and meet some of them. 
and gosh, man, I tip my hat to them. And, and watching them with the with the saw is just like a work of art. It really is. It's so humbling, but it's so cool at the same yeah. time. I mean, these guys know their shit, and they're just they're badass. But you see them work those dogs, and it's it's uh, you can see why instantly. Yeah, why they're important. Why they're important. <laughs> And there's a lot that goes into it, and it's really hard to explain that over podcasts of, of, of why, but it's it's using them to get into a good position. They become a mark, um, a measurement tool, you know, and that's how I use them when I when, when I'm using them uh, in, in my my courses, whether I'm cutting in the tree or felling on the ground. I use them as a measuring tool. So was this uh, at Husqvarna that you got, you know? kind of the the knowledge or who taught you on the dogs and the importance of that uh nobody really i think it's just kind of being in the industry for a while and 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 figuring out um i mean when you switch you mean was there was there a switch was there a time that you were using you know what came with it and and how'd you make that switch who taught you who showed you or was it just something going this sucks there has to be something better out there for me personally that's what it was it was um, it was failing and not really recognizing when you're failing. And that's one thing that, you know, really helped me out in my career was as soon as I turned the light bulb on in my head of recognizing your successes and recognizing your failures. And we don't. I think a lot of times where I, I didn't for many, many years is going through the motions of tree work that I was just kind of a daily routine for me and not really understanding why when I took the rig that top or blew that head out or felled that tree, I was highly successful and it worked. Did I go back and look at that? Okay. Why did it work so well? What made it successful? Mm-hmm. How come I can make that cut one day and then the next day I'm carving a freaking bear in the tree and I can't make a face <laughs> cut to save my life. Right. And it happens to everybody. Yeah. I know it does, but we don't, we just, we end up ta- going through the motions and we go, Oh man, Guess today is just not my day. No, it's because something. Uh-huh. What it was it your positioning? Were you cutting too low? Was your on the wrong side of the spar where your saw wasn't positioned a certain way? Did I have the wrong saw for the for the job? All these little things take into account, right? Um, but recognizing those things and it made me better and better and better. And then what I ha- what ha- what had happened was I got to the point of figuring out where I made my best cuts and I made my best cuts in a certain position. And I'm like, ah, okay. If I could get into this position every time I will be highly successful making my cuts. Then I started looking more about my, my position with my saw. Okay. I make cuts better on this side because of this reason, because I have a sight. I can see my face cut. I can see matching my apex. I became more successful of hitting my apex on that side. But making a back cut on that side, I'm like, huh, I'm not so good making my back cut over here. I have to go to the other side of that spar. So that's where I came up with, you know, the way I teach my cuts is to get these guys at the, you know, the the highest potential of of making a perfect cut. Um, So go back to the dogs a little bit. So the dogs play a huge portion for me on, on a, as a measurement tool. So, when I say it as a measurement tool, and you guys may not be able to see this very well, but 
just describe just real it really quick well. here. So if you can see the lowest portion of the dog here, from the lowest portion of that, um, well, this dog's shitty. So your, your point's up high. So I'm going to say the very bottom to this to your cutter, what that distance is, okay? So with that there, it's under two inches, all right? It's about like an inch and five-eighths. So if we were to beef that guy up and put a good dog on, right, it's going to increase that distance. But I know on the distance of my saw, on my other dogs, on my other saw, is uh, it's roughly roughly two inches, okay? So we just call it two inches. Why that matters, now that sets me up for my, 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 my hinge, all right? So if now if the tip of my dog is even with the apex, then I know my hinge is two inches. All right. Obviously, there's a little bit more to that to find out the other side, but you start to use your chainsaw as, as a gunning sight. Um, so if you use the backside of your saw, the handle, and you can scope down the backside of it, and that runs down even to the apex, it means your saw now is level to, uh, well, not level because we have an offset um, from the inner portion of that saw bar to the very tip. So what I'm saying by that is you have where your dogs are from the ground to the cutter. Let's go. There you go. Right there. That's good. So from the ground to the cutter, let's say that's two inches. Now we move out here and we measure this. Obviously, it's higher out here. So we're going to call that roughly a one-inch offset. All right. So now I know if my saw is in the wood and it's in that cut, and the, if I look down the handle of the, 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 the bottom of the chainsaw and it lines up even down the apex and level, that'll tell me on this side of the cut, I'm two inches, and on that side, I'm two-inch hinge. All right, so it's more so just recognizing this and getting this routine and this practice to be able to put down good cuts all the time, right? We're talking about precision, right? Precision cuts. So these measurements really help and they get to the point where they just become natural. You just, you go through it. But the, the, the dogs become a huge portion of that, of setting up and be able to balance that saw into where, you know, I can hold the chainsaw in the tree, in the wood, using that large dog, and it just feels like a feather, because I'm not holding it. Yeah. The wood's holding it. Nice. And you see you see guys struggle out there all the oh, time. Oh, man. You know, uh, just from our first academy we had, you know, guys that said, you know, I've been running chainsaws my whole life, and I've learned how to run them in a whole new way. And if I would have known that, I wouldn't be as sore as I am today, you know, yep. on that. You know, that's a, a, a quote uh, a gentleman made, and he was just – I guarantee since that show for, I mean that, that training for four years, he changed everything for that. And he's not as sore, not as beat up shoulders, not beat up, you know, so on and so forth. Yep. Yep. You got to recognize those wins and losses, right? So talk real quick, go back to the dogs. Um, the biggest thing about this, if you guys are buying a saw, get this, get it set up right out the gate. Cause if you don't, you're not going to do it. And then you're going to be running a saw with shitty dogs and you're going to be frustrated. I don't care if you're felon or you're in the tree. I promise you they will help. Now, very specific with the Husqvarna chainsaw, uh, what I tell people, you can go out and buy a kit, a felling dog kit. comes just like this. From Husqvarna. Right? From Husqvarna. Okay. And you're going to spend fit between $15 and $20, maybe 15 bucks, right? So you can do that. Or you can spend, I want to say, like $20 to $25, and what they're going to give you is those 
two dogs, and they're going to give you a full wrap, right? And for certain models, if you're running like a 572, you'll need a new um, side cover. So it comes with the cover. So um, for the price, what you get, you get an extra side cover. You get, or you get a side cover, you get the, the handle, and you get the dogs. So whether you like the using a full wrap or not, it's just worth going this this route. Then you have a spare uh, a spare setup should something happen to your, you know, your your wrap handle, and you have another one to put Is on. Is there any time any any time you don't need those size of dogs? Uh, or are those pretty universal all the time. Well, it depends on each model, right? So they're gonna ch- they're gonna vary in size. So you know, me running that size dog on you know my three ninety five versus my five five six two, it's gonna be a different dog different size. So, um, but I'll tell you right now, you know, the stock dogs that come on most of these saws are terrible. You know, stills are even worse. I hate to say it, yeah. but it makes it just, it's, it's saddening. It's saddening <laughs> to see, you know, when I see people come out and I'm like, you're, you're, I mean, they, you, they you just don't know. poke into anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not doing anything, mm-hmm. you know, you might as well just take them off. Now when you talked about, you know, West coast saws, um, getting something maybe a little bit more custom for you, you know, would you contact them or how do you go about getting something outside of maybe Husqvarna or is there any benefit from going to a company like that? Yeah. I would say, you know, if you're out there and you're, you know, you're running your three ninety fives and your 500 eyes and you know, your larger saws. Um, yeah, go, go, go to West coast, West coast saws, get, get, get the badass ones. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong to, I run the sock. I have some, just the stock 395, not stock, the upgraded dogs for my 395. Um, they work as well, but you now my West Coast are just, they're sexy. They, they do the job. Just when you guys yeah. go there, just say you heard it on the Two Tree Guy yeah. podcast so they can send us some uh, some free dogs Yeah, for yeah. that. Cool. But, uh, Any, anything else on the dogs? No, I just, uh, I, I can't encourage you guys enough to... Um, you know, to, to take this in consideration because a lot of people don't. I still want to know why a lot of people don't like running the dogs. If it's taking up space out of their cut, you know, they're losing, you know, they're running a 20-inch bar and maybe they're losing an extra inch of, of cutting um, distance. Maybe that's the reason why. Um, I know I know there's a, there's a reason. You know, for me, you know, using a full wrap handle um, for certain applications, I'm not a big fan of. Some I am. You know, I'm on the ground, I'm running a 395 and I'm, you know, felling a 50 DBH tree. I better have a full wrap on there, you know, or else I'm not going to be able to make, I'm not going to be able to put down a cut. All right. So with these smaller ones, you want, you know, like a, a saw like this, this 562, I wouldn't put the, that full wrap on there because I use a lot of crane, I use this a lot for crane work and just for more cutting, you know, larger limbs off where I need to, I need to be in tighter places. And I have to have it on my hip in the tree. So just one more thing that's in the way, it's kind of cumbersome. So, you know, it's not for me, but, you know, could be for somebody else. Awesome. There you guys have it. Um, you know, hearing about the dogs and the benefits of it. Um, and one of the things that you said that, you know, is, is it's a good quote is not only recognize your failures, but recognize your successes that you have every single day and try to repeat those successes, uh, you know, identify those, you know, there's something that happened. Why did it happen? It's not just an off day. 
Uh, there was a reason. Identify it, and then once you identify it, fix it or repeat it. You know, for that. So, uh, there you guys have it. Another episode of Gear Talk. Uh, if you guys got something out of it, uh, if you learned something today, uh, share it on your page. We'd appreciate it. Uh, and just remember, guys. Um, you know, our mission is to save future lives by elevating the standard of the industry through safety, training, and innovation. We'll see you later. Have a good one today. Peace.